0: Hi, welcome to the GovLab podcast. GovLab is the innovation brand of Deloitte Public Sector. Together with public sector organizations, we try to solve society's most wicked problems through innovation. In this podcast series, we talk to innovators that have the ambition to change their society and make it a bit better place to live in. What drives them? How do they do it? And what can we learn from them? Today we speak with Hans Schoenveld. Hans is the Chief Innovation Officer of the Dutch National Police. Hi, welcome um, to this podcast. Um, Well, maybe uh, Hans, as an introduction, um, maybe can you first tell me how did you end up in innovation and why are you so passionate about
1: it? Hello, Daniel and uh, listeners. I think it was in 2012 uh, that the government decided that the Dutch police has to reorganize. I was second in command with the Amsterdam police force. I was uh, 55 years old and I decided uh, to change. I wanted to reinvent myself, not another 12 years at the Amsterdam police force. So I had some talents on ICT. I had knowledge about ICT. So I decided to um, to get knowledge about uh, innovation, more knowledge. Orientation, uh, I think, is the best word. Best word. And I had some time because when an organization is reorganizing, they are more uh, internal. Um, um, they have more internal goals and not many uh, external goals. So I took uh, two years and I built a network. And I gathered knowledge about innovation. So I visited uh, Singularity. I visited uh, the the Think Academy in Amsterdam. I visited uh, several professors and colleagues from uh, in the Netherlands and outside the Netherlands. And uh, I decided to wrote a book that saw from orientation and um, building a network. It was uh, to transformation my knowledge into a book. And the book was called uh, Innovation, Co-Creation and Leadership, a guide for an innovative ecosystem. Those were the first steps. And uh, then uh, the chief of police, uh, appointed me as his chief innovation officer and his personal strategic advisor. And uh, he gave me a room uh, beside his uh, uh, room. And uh, then uh, I decided to work on an ecosystem uh, on several uh, levels uh, to make the organization a police organization with innovation and experimenting skills in its DNA. And that's difficult because we are the biggest organization in the Netherlands, 70,000 policemen. Most of them are very uh, old-fashioned. They are really excellent in evaluating the football next, Uh, the football match we had two weeks ago to organize a football match we will have in two weeks, even more better than before. But their mind and their skills aren't aimed at the future.
0: Why, why do you think it's so important? What do you see as the biggest challenges for police in the future?
1: Um, I think we must... Mm-hmm. There are... now. Maybe, you know, I'm writing. The police has to learn to dance with new partners. And we have to integrate um, sensors, uh, data and machines within our working processes. And why? Because we have uh, the obligation to think in these fast changing times uh, about possibilities and threats uh, which are coming in a faster speed towards society. I will give an example. It's even even uh, even the judge uh, is saying, okay, the government has an, a duty to take care, um, to see into the future, to do things now to avoid problems in future in Holland. So I like uh, I, I like the judge who said that. Um, an example: we have uh, self-driving cars, and it's coming fast. And as a police force, we can use it. We also have to see um, to take care about the expected um, uh, the expected uh, influence on society. We will have less uh, deaths and wounded people. We are putting about, I think, 20% of the police force into traffic accidents and. The traffic, we can uh, we can give them other work into the future. But you can also use a self-driving car programmed. You don't you do not put a man in it, but 80 kilograms of explosives. You are programming it, and then it's a pro- projectile. I don't know how do you call it. It's like a rocket. Yeah. So criminals or terrorists can misuse a self-driving car. So we have the duty to look after the new phenomenon, self-driving car, in three ways. That's why I like this.
0: And how, how did the, the the organization respond to your this story? Because I know the story we have seen it before, but you always tell me a, a very important uh, moment that there was that we were speaking in front of a lot of uh, leaders. Yeah, yeah. Can you can maybe tell a little bit about how that speech went?
1: Yeah, that was my first speech. So after orientation, I needed some budget and um, I'm with the top five, but um, decisions are made by the top 60 of our organization. So I had, uh, 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 I think, four hours uh, um, to tell them something and to have discussion with them and maybe to take the first steps to co-create future. The police force of tomorrow. And I I told them uh, that we rebuilt on a bigger scale a 100-year-old organization, that we used a law, a criminal law, which was written 200 years ago, and that our policeman worked with 15-year-old Nokia within a connected world. And I asked them, do you agree that our mindset, our skill set and tool set is old fashioned? Do you agree that if we don't change this, we will be an organization which will be isolated? Because people can do shopping without a shop, they can bank without a bank, they only go to a doctor to have a second opinion, you know. I asked them, can you imagine a world without the police? And to be honest, when I ended and I asked them things, it was, there was no noise for five minutes.
0: It was just quiet.
1: Yeah, they they, 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 they were feeling uncomfortable. and. Um, they found words to say, "Okay, you're right. We're feeling uncomfortable," and then they gave me budget. That was a moment uh, I met uh, Deloitte because uh, at that moment I want to. I wanted to partner. You know, I, I don't believe in my truth. It's I, to be honest, I don't believe in truth. Um, the truth. It's uh, it's depending on the context. Uh, so I want to have a multiple influence on the police of tomorrow. And that's when uh, we met. And we decided to start an educational program, the Innovation Expedition. And the first uh, nine weeks of the expedition uh, were aimed at uh, influencing the mindset of police leaders. And we will start next year for all the policemen The week 8 to 12 is about skillset, especially about uh, techniques which weren't uh, learned out on the police academy, like uh, lean startup, stage gate, design thinking, everything you must know to do experiments and to solve wicked problems. And week 12 until Week 16 is about tools, not only about smartphones and tablets, but also about creativity techniques. Most policemen do know the SWOT analysis, they do know brainstorming, but if I'm. When I was using the word backcasting, they they, they said backcasting, they. I think most of them think it was a term from rugby or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, and then the last uh, four weeks, it's uh, the educational program uh, takes half a year. The last four weeks is about sunset. Very important. What's the sense of it? All those developments, all those techniques, all those social developments. (coughs) What does it mean for society? What does it mean for Dutch society? What will it mean for the police in Dutch society? What will it mean for you as a leading police officer? in the Dutch police, in the Dutch society, and what will it mean for you as a grandfather, grandmother, maybe the chairman of um, uh, 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 something you do in your own time sunset. And after eight weeks, they come together for one day. We call it an inspiration day. After um, four weeks, they come, four times after the blocks, they come together. And for the program we developed an app, a very nice app, you can use it uh, and every uh, every policeman uh, is connected uh, 12 minutes a day with their phone to the app and and they will get uh, movies, uh, texts, sounds, questions and they are connected together in a group and they can discuss about the things we gave them. It's very successful. We have a thousand leaders within our 17,000 uh, policemen, and I think at this moment uh, already 500 of them uh, voluntarily uh, did the innovation expedition.
0: Did you did you see like a change in behavior in some sense? I I yeah
1: yeah yeah. To be honest uh, at this moment um, our organization uh, some of them first the, the people who did the innovation expedition, some of them didn't change. A group changed and some of them changed totally. that is uh, Tuesday I, I met uh, one of the first group uh, I think you know her very well Yani Knoll and she stopped. Uh, being a leader of the operational process. And she said, okay, I I will stop it because we need more people who can connect uh, partners uh, to solve a problem and we need more uh, leaders uh, who have knowledge about changing the existing processes to be more adaptive and I want to be one of them. So she said, for me, life is totally different after uh, following the innovation expedition. And to be honest, it gave me a very warm feeling because, you know, uh, I, I'm not a Nelson Mandela. Ch- changing the life of an individual is very important. One. Yeah. So, um, uh, but also uh, within our organization, we see uh, groups uh, starting to experiment themselves. Um, a group of detectives. Uh, they, I always want to try to solve uh, cold cases with artificial intelligence. So, but the, the people uh, leading the detectives, they, uh, they aren't used working with machines. Uh, they are, to be honest, they are old-fashioned. And a group of youngsters, they asked me for, I think it was only thirty-five thousand euros. I gave it to them. I, I brought them in contact with uh, IBM Watson and they uh, took uh, 40 court cases, um, digitized um, all the, uh, the, the the written things and they found new cues. So um, there are many things happening in our organization.
0: What, what are you most proud of so far? You say like that's what I'm really proud of, what we achieved so far.
1: Um, I'm proud of um, giving direction in the movement of our organization to be more, um, adaptive and more innovative because there are happening many things. And now we said, okay, sometimes we have to choose. And we said, okay, we will choose for giving better service for the public. We will choose for preventing, not solving normal crime, preventing and solving cyberbullying, cybercrime, smart safe cities and uh, a better internal service. Using new partners, using uh, sensors, data and machines. So the experiment of uh, solving um, cold cases uh, with a machine Uh, has a place in this matrix. So I think I'm proud of um, uh, succeeding in focusing on the strategic um, um, priorities of the organization. And I'm proud of I think everybody in the organization now knows that we have to be adaptive. That experimenting is important, and they the knowledge about uh, what is design thinking, what is stage gate, how can we do it. The group of uh, the the group <laughs> so enthusiastic, enthusiastic. The the group of uh, detectives is teaching out the system of design thinking themselves to other detectives. They are infected by using the instruments. That makes me proud.
0: I think it is also a huge success.
1: It's a huge success, yeah, really it's a huge success. Now we have to make a next step because we see that incremental um, uh, innovation is doing okay. We start um, with systematical uh, innovation because, uh, to be honest, our procedures are very bureaucratic. And that doesn't match with an uh, innovative, adaptive organization because, you know, um, there is fear in organization. There's fear for the new, there's fear for the media, there's fear for uh, governmental questions, uh, um, uh, you know. And fear is transforming passion into bureaucracy, it's transforming speed into brake, using yeah, the brakes, using brakes. and it's, it's transforming quality into uh, non-quality. So I see that the organization is getting more uh, tough. The fear is going down. So I'm, I'm a preacher. And I'm- what,
0: and what are the most important elements that you think that contributes to reducing those fears? Because I think that that fear is indeed uh, going down, but it's it's one of, I think, the main factors that innovation in a lot of public sector organizations actually yeah. fail because of the fear that, oh, if we do this and we experiment, for example, on poor people and we do something wrong, what will the media say or what will... Um, uh, the politics say or so how what, what are the crucial elements in your opinion for me for
1: me within an uh, within an uh, organization as a police organization or the army but I think in many organizations it's important that um, the top uh, is constantly not once a year not only saying we want to cooperate we want to make new coalitions with startups with the public not only with district attorneys and um, and cities that's very important they must they it's not enough to write okay we want to use uh, modern tools we want to have the best information possible i think the people in inside and outside the organization they must see that it's transformed into direct action. So if we want to have new coalitions to make it more secure and safe in Holland, when you, within a month, you are making labs and uh, you put cities in it, universities in it, startups in it, companies in it, uh, civilians in it and they make a solution the people inside say, okay, he's not only saying that he wants to cooperate, he is doing it because our uh, chief commissioner, he is a he, I think in most countries, in Belgium, not, but in most countries, it's a he. It's a he. Uh, if you say we want to use machines within our working process, it's just a sentence. But if they see that we use Watson to solve cold cases, that's very important to not only say things but do the things you say, and not two years later, but when they when the words are still in the ears and in the head and in maybe in the hearts uh, of our officers, then you have to take action. So strategy is nothing without action. For me, strategy is nothing without action. So. Our, two years ago, our chief commission said, Okay, we want to be connected. But we had those old Nokias. We replaced them by 17,000 uh, uh, Samsung uh, S7s, is it at the moment? We said, You have to, we have to work mobile at the homes of the people. Okay, we bought tablets, we gave them. You know, that's a strategy in action. Yeah, what me. I
0: really what I really liked about that example was that you actually um the, the, the officers on the streets are the main ones that need to yeah. be connected. Yeah. So actually they got the the expensive S seven phone now yeah, yeah. the leadership got the yeah, S <laughs> five. Yeah, 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 really yeah. yeah.
1: So what, what do you see as like what and where they, do you want they, to be? they were glad too because they don't know the difference between <laughs> the S seven and S five. The so they they got a better phone. They, they, everybody was happy, but you know, yeah, we had we have to have the the best bandwidth, the best screens on the street. You know, inside it's easier to to. But you are right, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what what do you see? Where do you want to go with the police? What is the next level? Because I see that we you are going to set up experiments more. Um, what is what is the next step for the police?
1: Yeah, I, I'm now I'm now uh, preparing for maybe a change for myself because. Uh, I experienced that it was for me very good not only to change the police but also to change myself five years ago. And from second in command as then to chief innovation officer, it made me more happy. So I think it's necessary to cooperate with technical universities, big and small companies in an Structured program uh, to you know, you have uh, the technology re- uh, readiness levels, and the first years we concentrated on level 7, 8, 9 things which were already ready to put in our organization to do the last steps. But uh, for example, I, I will give you an, uh, an example. The Technical University of Delft, they, in, they, they invented um, um, equipment in which terahertz uh, can be, they can make terahertz uh, radiation 400 times stronger than it was possible until today. And terahertz is not uh, harming the body when you use it on people. And with terahertz equipment, you can see whether they are whether they have a knife or a pistol. And now with the, with this invention, you can see maybe which pistol. You can use it on distance, but we don't have a prototype. So now I'm I'm concentrating about the process of okay, there's an invention. I ask a big Dutch company which has uh, with a me- uh, big uh, amount of knowledge about um, radiation things and tno our um, uh, nature lab make me a prototype Now you know it i'm i'm doing the process of design thinking but very fast make me a prototype okay we try it into a lab then you are at trl level 4 okay when it works in a lab I will put one of those uh, instruments in Rotterdam, uh, on the street, and I will put one of them in Amsterdam. Why? In Rotterdam, they wanted to search people for weapons every day, the politics wanted, but they only find one out of 100 search, uh, they they find a weapon, it's low. In Amsterdam, they don't want to use, uh, they don't want to um, uh, Search search people because they said it's uh, ethnic profiling and the machine doesn't profile, you know. So I have two goals. See if it's possible to make a working prototype uh, within uh, eight months and see whether it's possible to make the outcome of searches from one uh, of hundred to nine of 10 in Rotterdam to make it possible to use the equipment to do searches non-ethnical in Amsterdam. So I'm changing a little bit from chief innovation officer to chief science officer. Uh, So the the University of Delft, uh, we have four technical university Delft is one of the highest ranked uh, in the world. They asked me and the Dutch uh, nature lab TNO asked me, uh, is it possible that we make a national uh, innovation center for public security? I said, I think so. So I'm now changing, changing to science, but still science for public security. So I will do the, the lower uh, technical readiness levels. And uh, one of my friends, he will do uh, the higher uh, the experiments uh, within the police force, uh, the, 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 the police organization as a lab. He will do that part and that will keep me uh, from the streets for another four or five years
0: and then you're going with a pension or
1: no not i'm i'm you know i'm (laughs) I'm doing several things i'm writing poems i'm i have a i have a column every week and uh, other organizations ask me uh, to tell them how to be more creative innovative and adaptive
0: i don't think that you ever go with a pension to be honest but like maybe one one other thing that I, like how do you look because we work a lot together yeah so I also know the police a little bit from inside and I know we we do like great experiments um, but like if you want to implement it in 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 an organization of seventy thousand people that that is often yeah. um, a challenge how do you look to that in in within the police is do you have like successful ways to implement it or is that also something that needs to be defined in in the coming years or
1: yeah, to be honest, we are a hierarchical organization. So people said, why don't you say, okay, that's a successful experiment. Just do it. It's strange, but most police leaders don't use that style. Never. To be honest, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, we are spoiling. Look at this. And then we have the not invented here, uh, not in my backyard syndrome. And so sometimes I think we must say, okay, look at the advantage. It's.'" It's not any more allowed to, to do it the way you, you, eh? you used to do. Yeah. But, uh, to be honest, uh, at this, I'm I'm looking and I'm asking people with experience in far scaling to come within our organization. And we are doing some experiments. And at this moment, I think the uh, the, the, the flu method, how do you uh, call it? You get infected. Yep. Uh, so sometimes I think it's good to change a lab. Into a showroom, and I'm I'm try to gather knowledge and tools uh, to make sure that a lab on one side can be a lab. And when they are successful, I flew in. And I will I will drive in a team, and they will be the showroom of the lab, so that the colleague said, "Okay, look what they are doing." I want that tool, that invention, that process. I want it, too. I think this is one of the best uh, uh, ways within our culture to change uh, behavior, because I I do not believe uh, in the word culture. It's about behavior. Um, But we do other things. We organize TEDx, we organize hackathons, we organize uh, gatherings. Uh, we do different ways to spread the good news. The only thing we didn't uh, try is to say, from now on it's forbidden to do this. (laughs) What should you? Yeah, to be honest, sometimes it's so obvious. I will give you an example. Rats, they can smell 70 times better than dogs. So I want to have I want to get a knowledge about this. Uh, so we hired uh, a rat trainer and we found out that the dog is making three mistakes out of ten and the rat is only making one mistake on 200. A rat even managed to make a difference between false 500 euro billiards and uh, not false 500 euro billions. Dogs can't. It's very difficult. But then I found out that the dog guides, the, the people who guide the dogs, said, okay, I'm a dog specialist and I do not want to be a rat specialist, you know?
0: I can a little bit imagine that to be honest, but it's... Uh...
1: Okay, yeah. no, but I too. So then, then you have to be creative and said, okay, uh, your, the name of your function will not be rat guider you will be a smell specialist and you have to decide whether you use the instrument dog that's your, your specialist or the instrument rat but they didn't want to have the rats so we didn't implement it, the rats to be honest when when I was not responsible for inventions and for Experiments, but I was responsible for going concern. I would have said, "It doesn't matter what you want. Use, use it. it. Otherwise, find another job." Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You know, it's the default percentage. It's half a percent or thirty percent. It's it's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Maybe as a as a as a, a last question to end this. If you have like. You have, have great successes and learned a lot of lessons. If you would could give one advice to, to the people that are listening to this podcast, what would be?
1: Uh, don't be the man of La Mancha. Don't be... Um, if the top doesn't want to cooperate, wait another two years. Um, It's especially within police organizations, I think also within the army, maybe also uh, bureaucratical organizations. It's important uh, to have the top with you. And it's important to make, to, to transform the strategy into direct actions. I told you about, I think that's the most important lesson I learned. Yeah. And then it's very nice to do it's a really unbelievable nice job to be chief innovation officer that's important too because
0: you need to be passionate about it yourself
1: yeah of course of course my my world uh, changed I'm reading other things I'm meeting other people especially youngsters you know people can't see me but I'm an old elephant I'm 63 years old and I know everything about the future. So I'm an old elephant and I'm walking between all those youngsters and sometimes I'm kidding them. I throw them into the water or I make a joke and sometimes I'm warning them, uh, do what you want to do, but it's nice to do.
0: Thanks. I I hope that you will go on for quite some time because I find it always very inspiring uh, to work with you. And I want to thank you for uh, for this talk and uh, thanks. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you found it inspiring. Don't forget to rate us so we can learn what we need to do better in the future. And of course, if you like the podcast, please share. Follow us as we will publish more inspiring stories on public sector innovation soon. We wish you a great day. And if you want to join the conversation, please visit our website on www.deloid.nl.com.